Community. Educational. Engaging. Opportunity. Inspiring. Successful. Thrive. The Cast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Cast. My name is Lauren, and I'm your host and the communications director here at Cougs Rise for Washington State University. Today's episode topic has been highly anticipated, and I'm excited to welcome our guest, who is the deputy director for the Hope Border Institute, Marisa Limon. Thank you so much for being on the show today, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with you all. So before we dive into our topic, can you share a little bit about yourself with all of our listeners today? Absolutely. My name is uh, Marisa Limon Garza, and I live in El Paso, Texas currently. That's where I was born and raised. I lived in many other places, but I've come back home um, to serve as the deputy director with the Hope Border Institute. Um, In my undergraduate studies, I went to the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, so very far away from my hometown. And I studied English and Spanish literature, and then I earned a master's degree in education. And so that set me off on a path um, that I would never have known then would lead me to so many different beautiful career opportunities. And so it's been a wonderful experience, and I'm very grateful for my college experience to really shape who I am today as a person. And so what I do at the Hope Border Institute is actually do a lot of work uh, managing teams of people and helping them be their best. Um, professional self and do the work of social justice here in the borderlands. So whether that's immigration policy, if that's original research or helping develop leaders, we do all of those great things at the Hope Border Institute. That's incredible. There's so much opportunity there, like you said. So that must be a very um, rewarding and fulfilling position for you. How long have you been with the Hope Border Institute? I've been with Hope uh, two and a half years, going on three, and it's been an amazing journey. The organization is very young. We're only five years old in total, and so it's an amazing place to try to make a difference. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, So thank you for sharing a little bit about that. So as we kind of jump into our topic, as you all can probably tell by the title, today's episode is all about how to pick your major. Now, this is something that all of us struggle with, I think, in our in our own right, Um as we're going through undergrad, but can you tell us a little bit about pursuing a major you truly love versus a major you think might please your family or a major you think that might lead to a lucrative career? I mean, there's a lot of options that, you know, we're faced with when we're, you know, okay, what do you want to declare your major as? Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Yes, it's my pleasure. This is a big topic and something that I wrestled with myself and I know so many of my fellow classmates um, had to, it's a struggle a lot of times. I like to tell a story, you know, my sister has known since she was eight years old that she wanted to be in journalism. Mm-hmm. And that has shaped the trajectory of her life and career and she has been focused on that and has done that as her career path since middle school, wow, through college, her. <laughs> at her college paper. I know, such clarity, right? And she's still in love with it. And so I've always admired that. I am not that. (laughs) I am one who is curious about so many things and wants to do a little of this, a little of that. I've I've dabbled, I've grown, I've changed. And so ultimately, it was all about finding something that was going to match that desire and also reflect something I was interested in and good at. So finding a major 
is kind of in some ways an expression of, of, of who you are, who your interests are, what your interests are, and, and kind of what you want to be and do in the future. What's great about a strong university is that there's a wide variety of options, and sometimes that can be overwhelming. But really, there's a lot of options for you to look outside of maybe what we see on TV and what we think is always going to be reflected back to us. So on TV, we see people okay, maybe that are lawyers and doctors, and those are prestigious careers. Or we see people who are in certain fields that we are pushed towards. Uh, a lot of times, especially if you're a first-generation um, college student, the families have a lot of expectations, and you, in many ways, become the hopes and dreams for your entire family, which is beautiful in many ways, and that's really stressful, and that can cause a lot of anxiety, and that's something that people have to take into account. So I know when I was in school, I had a friend who was studying accounting because accounting was going to be a good job. It's going to lead to a, a career in business that was going to be manageable, and he was going to be able to put food on the table and, and provide, and yet he had a deep love for poetry. And really wanted to to study that, and so he figured out ways to take electives and still honor that side of him, yeah. while also choosing that that more concrete path. The reality is that the cost of college is so expensive um, these days. We're advocating all the time for there to be changes at the federal level for how we pay for college and what's required yeah. of students. But until that day comes, we're in a place where. Y'all have to put the bill, and it's not a little one. It's a big bill. And so decisions like choosing a major become important because they translate into how many, maybe years, it's going to take you to earn a degree. And it and changes to that also determine that path. And so it's important to make choices as, as wide-eyed and understanding as you can, um, which means a lot of research on your own part within yourself but then also using all the tools that are available. Yeah, I love what you said there about um, your your example of your friend who, you know, really actually had this passion for poetry. And I think that there's something to be said a lot for your major and your hobby or, you know, a passion project or, you know, just things that make you happy that aren't necessarily always um educationally focused i mean you kind of you'll learn you know throughout college if you're not there yet you really need those things um that are actually opposite um to take your mind off of studying and uh to balance out so you're not you know 100 school focused but there are always um those incredible options in electives uh, that you could still really use to your advantage as far as exploring different things or diving deeper into things you are extremely passionate about but haven't chosen as your major i mean there's lots of options there to balance out your education on both sides if you happen to be in a major that's not um you know maybe creatively focused or whatnot Absolutely. There's a lot of options. Um, and if, if you need to narrow the field for yourself, because too many options can also be stressful, that, that's mm-hmm. okay to do too. I always, um, sometimes in trying to find something that I love, I also like to try to rule out things that I absolutely wouldn't do. Yeah. And that's another way to help. So if I know that there are five colleges at a university and one is, is engineering, perhaps one is business and one is, you know, humanities or social sciences, I may be able to just immediately cross off like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do humanities. That's just not where my heart is. I'm, I might be interested in business and maybe engineering. So maybe those are two options. But even just going through that act of narrow it down even by one college mm-hmm. can be liberating to know like, okay, 
that, getting closer, but it still, it still helps. Yeah, that we can cross off the list. And I think that that's something that um, incoming college students can really focus on because you do have time to declare your major. Um, some schools are, they're all on different uh, tracks as far as when you declare your major, but you do have some time and you have more time than you think you do. Um, and even if you are in a major, that you're really not being challenged by or that you're not feeling your heart's in it, you have time to change your major as well. I think that going into college um, and or in freshman year, we're all terrified of, oh, am I going to change my major? Is this the right path for me? Where am I at with all of this? Um, and so sometimes you need to try it to cross it out as well. Um, but I do think that, you know, kind of taking the big list, narrowing it down, like, okay, this is not for me. This could be interesting. I don't know if I have the specific skill set for this. Those are the great areas you can take an elective class in that field or um, go talk to a professor or do your independent research, do a job shadow. Those are all great options for ways you can explore different areas while you're narrowing it down or while you're, um, you know, still deciding between a couple. So I think that all of those things can really kind of help you um, start the role, <laughs> I guess I would say, on how to how to narrow down your list. Um, but when making this th decision, I think most of the difficulty comes from um, we don't necessarily know what we love yet you know we all we all it's easy to hear just go with something you love you know follow something that you're really driven by um we don't necessarily know what that is yet all the time at 18 and <laughs> your example of your um younger sister knowing that she wants to do journalism that's incredible but <laughs> i definitely wasn't in that um same boat either from knowing exactly what it is that I wanted to do. So what's your advice to students who aren't really sure what they love yet um, and you know, are curious about all of the different options that their undergraduate experience will open up for them? So the, the big word for me is, is exactly what you said, you know, following your curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. We do get, you know, follow your passion, where can you make the big bucks? You know, those are all questions that are important. But at the end of the day, you are going on this journey of higher education. You are going to be the one in class. You are going to be the one doing the late night studying and the group projects and the tests and all the things. It's, it's you and it's ultimately your diploma and your life. And so within that, it's really important to do some, some self-talk and some self-check-ins about, you know, what are you curious about? Yeah. So what, what is the last assignment that you had for a class where you, you didn't mind doing the homework, you found it to be interesting, or you found yourself doing additional searches into a topic that you found fascinating? And it doesn't even have to be something that maybe is, is truly academic. Um, not to go into another family example, but my brother-in-law is actually a, a software engineer, and he does video games. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, you could never you know, a career in video games. That's so hard. And it is super hard. It's super mm -hmm. scientific. And yet he has that passion because it interests him and yeah. he's curious about it. He's a problem solver. All these skills come together. And so it's important to investigate like what what is something I want to learn more about? What is something that I, I enjoy? I find interesting. And a lot of times you have to shut out the noise and really get in touch with yourself and know what it is that might be an area of interest. And so that's important. It's also important to be okay with this idea that your choice might not be the same choice that everyone else has in mind for you. A lot of times 
especially your first year in college, people kind of make an assessment of you, right or wrong, based on, well, what's your major? Oh, you're studying that or you're in Mm -hmm. that college. Yes. And and that's not super helpful (laughs) and not not super fun. (laughs) Yeah, you can kind of get an identity um, based on that. And so take it with a grain of salt. It's not, you can always change and you, you are not your major. It's just what you are studying and what you want to learn more about and then hopefully build into a meaningful a meaningful career path and so if you end up um, disappointing people it's okay again this is your career path this is your college experience this is your four years other people are certainly invested in it your family close friends but at the end of the day this is your journey and that's something that you you will have to to look at Um, but the decisions are ultimately have to be not what's best um, it's what's best for you um, and if that extends out to your family and has good good results then that's really good um, but it's also okay to if you need to go against the grain and do something different because that's the best thing for you yeah and I really liked um, that you mentioned kind of that identity that um, may be established you know when you're meeting people um, and you know what's your major oh what's, your, what's yours and kind of the stereotypes that go along with that what I really want to say, I think, um, you know, and, and to your advice is to take it with a grain of salt because there's, it's really up to you is what you want to do with your major. Um, so many people get so creative with it and have, you know, everyone has their own path. So it really is up to you to take how you want this specific learning and this specific subject to help you in maybe a related field, maybe not in a related field. Um, you know, and that's where, and we'll talk about this later, the real life experience really kind of bundles up with what you're learning in the classroom to build your own path. Um, so, you know, just to take that with a grain of salt and it really matters what you're thinking and what you're wanting to do with it. So I know that when we initially talked, we spoke a lot about um, introvert and extrovert personalities. Can you kind of revisit that for listeners as far as how that could be related to how you would pick a major or how you would follow your curiosity? Absolutely. So I have done, I don't know how many personality tests or work style tests or different assessments, right? And I find it curious because sometimes depending on where I'm at in my life or career, I end up being more introverted and other times I end up being more extroverted. And I think uh, with the pandemic, I've learned even more things about myself in that regard. But I do feel like sometimes passion can get described as like, She's so fired up and she's ready to go and she gets up mm-hmm. at 4 a.m. to go after this goal. And like, that's not, you know, sure, that is passion and drive and motivation and all those things. Um, and it's not always like that for everybody. And yeah. so it's okay if your personality may look different from other people and how they are communicating that uh, curiosity or passion. And so for some, it's going to look like that. It's going to look like, meeting as many people as possible and building as many relationships as possible and totally being out there and in the mix. And then for some folks, it's like, I want to just have some one-on-one conversations with people that are more intimate just to get to know better. And yeah. both are valid and both are helpful. And so it's really a matter of agency. At this point in your life, a lot of 
people um, your age have gone have followed a, a prescriptive path that's mm-hmm. been laid out for you. you. You do this, you do this, you do this, and then you get a diploma and great job. And then now, university setting is similar, but it's also completely different in that now you have a path to create yourself, which can be incredibly liberating and like finally for a lot of people like yeah. I get to do what I want to do and then for other folks that's terrifying <laughs> and that's scary that's yeah. it builds up a lot of uncertainty of like am I going to do you know what's right what's wrong no one's telling me what to do now I have to think for myself and and it's an opportunity so I invite you to embrace that opportunity and to be your own best advocate for a lot of these things regardless of your personality regardless of how you approach things However you choose in your heart of hearts to move forward with things and in your best thinking and your wise mind, that's the best thing. And so um, also these decisions, if you change your major, it's not, the world will not end. Um, you will get to pivot, adjust, learn, and, and that's a good skill in and of itself. Yes, definitely. And those personality tests, <laughs> I find them fun. I don't know if you do. Um, I, I take them for fun all the time. I do. It can just be um, so helpful as a student to know those things about your personality, just so you can help, you know, give yourself a break a little bit. The more that you, you know, carve your own path and really understand, okay, this is how I need to study. This is how I need to recharge. This is how I need to, you know, those types of things are just going to make your college experience so much more fulfilling um, when you're doing your own thing. That's kind of what college is meant for. Um, Like you said, you just invite people to really take that in and, um, you know, start making those decisions and whatnot. And it can just be helpful along the way to know those things about yourself as you adjust or as you pivot or as you add to your, um, you know, your grand master plan throughout, (laughs) throughout your experience, your undergraduate. So thank you for sharing a couple of those things about, you know, curiosity specifically. Something I definitely want to touch on is yes, you're going to learn a ton in the classroom, more than you probably want to learn some nights. (laughs) Um, but you will learn so much more outside of it as well. And kind of that real world application aspect that um, I mentioned earlier, I kind of want to start to bring into our conversation here. It's really going to take your education to the next level when you can apply what you've learned in the classroom and start to apply it to the real world, see it, see it in action. Um, and as an undergraduate student myself, I can say that, you know, now that I'm in my uh, later years, sad, I'm a senior, <laughs> um, it's great to see. It's really cool to apply the things I've, you know, spent three years studying to what's really happening and what's really going on. So um, I definitely want to kind of switch us into that conversation and how how can students, um, I guess, plan, plan that into their schedules, into their major decisions with stuff in the real world? Absolutely. So this is a great time, you know, as we head towards high school graduation, the next semester, um, <clears throat> use it as an opportunity to kind of sunset that period of your life to kind of wrap that, that part up and then be open to it, to a new chapter in a variety of ways. So one of those ways is really taking ownership of your life. Like you now have um, the reins and the challenge to do a lot of different things and the way that you can really support everything you're trying to do and and build kind of a path because college and higher ed is not just about what you study in the classroom that's Mm -hmm. just that's a component 
But every every job, every career I've had since graduating has helped me understand that the skills that I learned were more important sometimes than the actual coursework. So an example for me is being a good writer, being able to strongly convey my ideas through writing, being a critical thinker, being able to think about how problems, you know, what potential solutions are, to connect the dots strategically on high-level, you know, bits of information, to connect ideas together, to build relationships. So oftentimes these, these sometimes are considered soft skills because they're not like, in order to be an engineer, you have to have some real technical information, right? Yes. You have to know how to do several things. But sometimes you also have to be able to work together as people on projects and get stuff done. And that's mm-hmm. still in that real world and it's mm-hmm. on the job. So it's important that we have those things to be able to to do that. And so to get those skills, we have to move beyond the classroom. The classroom and going to class and doing homework and completing projects is one part. The other part is how can I get experience as soon as possible? The experiences that you get are going to set you apart from other people in that same major and trying to go out into the career world. And they're going to inform your view about your major differently. They're going to inform your experience. So whether this is a summer research project with a professor that you work with to do research in a lab or in a specific study, whether this is having a one-on-one conversation with someone from the career office about what you're planning on doing, Mm -hmm. whether this is connecting with an alum from your college or university to understand how they're putting the major you're in into practice will help. An internship, whether it's a short-term one, whether it's a long-term one, those are all really helpful ways for you to start figuring out, like, okay, what I'm looking is cool and it's important and it's good how I apply it yeah. is the most critical piece and you won't know that until you get your feet wet and get into all of that mix and so it's really important and those things will often reveal to you new things that maybe you didn't realize so for some students I worked with some students who studied social work for example and they're not sure if they want to go into a clinical kind of social work where they want to counsel clients or if they even want to do more like policy and advocacy related to social work. And those are big differences, right? Like, do I want to have clients I meet with every day or do I want to do more of this other kind of more um, academic stuff? And it's not until students actually try it out um, that they they figure that out. And oftentimes it's not unusual for people to think like, oh, I'm 100% going to go this way. They get into the field, they try it out, and they're like, oh, just kidding. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't not do that me. at all. <laughs> I'm going to go this way. Mm-hmm. So without that practice, you don't know. And so it's really important that you start thinking about those kinds of things. And you can even do it in terms of your electives. You can do it mm-hmm. in terms of your extracurriculars. So there are many clubs and organizations at your various campuses that are professional groups that help students start thinking about these things earlier on whether you're studying um, to go into public relations or whether you're studying to go into um, business. There's different clubs that are already formed on campus of like-minded students who are creating opportunities with um, employers, with alums, with different groups to help you get that experience earlier on. And so plugging into those kinds of, of um, organizations will just enrich your experience and then above and beyond there's there's the networking right Absolutely, so yeah. the class the classes that you have right now 
it may not seem like it. Like, oh, that's just my my friend from from the, we live in the same dorm or we're the same class. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like there's always your friend, but trust me, fast forward twenty years. And those same folks are out in their career fields, you're in your career fields, mm-hmm. and those relationships still matter and, and can help you in your own career, and then you can help others. And so it's a really beautiful way if you develop true relationships that are about um, care of one another, then yeah. I think you can really help amplify all those opportunities. Yeah, and I loved um, that you brought up on-campus options, um, clubs and organizations and whatnot. And even being a part of those can be so useful for networking because you will talk to, um, you know, maybe a senior is in that club or organization. And, you know, you can you can ask, like, hey, like, where does this go? Electives can be um, different from, you know, taking courses in that major. You know, you take a communications elective and you're doing a couple cool things, maybe some public speaking, maybe some social media, you know, whatnot. And then something, you know, you you would take a 400 level communications class, much different world. So it really just gives you the opportunity to kind of, you know, um, stretch out into, into that area and ask around and get to know people and get to know their experience and what, you know, apply that to what you're loving or, you know, not liking and help that kind of shape your path. One thing I did as a freshman um, was really dive into the guest speakers. Um, one of my classes had several guest speakers they were integrated into uh, the course. Um, and so it was really awesome to be able to ask people who graduated from, um, you know, the school, the college, the major, and are in the career field, in the workforce today and say, okay, so where did your path go? How did you get from, you know, where I'm sitting right now to where you're standing speaking to me about it? And what did you like and dislike? Um, I think that, you know, that can be extremely useful in your freshman year, first, second semester, to ask around and get to know more more and more about really what it is you're getting yourself into um like we like we talked about earlier it is going to be you know your learning your career your late night study night so you know diving into something that you're really invested in is where you'll see the most um return get the most gratification for so yeah we do have a packed episode here of tips for students um and you know debating which major to go into but we are beginning to run a little short on time before ending our episode what are some you know final thoughts or pieces of pieces of advice you would like to leave absolutely so students like you are in the driver's seat this is your life this is your future this is your college career this is your experience and so you get to be your number one advocate um, there are resources on campus for people um, like you that are discerning this. We are not the first person to go through anything that you go through. You won't be the last person to go through it. Mm-hmm. And you're ultimately a lot, not alone. Um, so there's definitely a lot of anxiety in the mix, but it's really your call and your choices. Um, and and I, I would beware any kind of uh, shame spirals or feeling like you're ashamed of anything or letting anybody down and and what that reflects on you um, take that carefully with a grain of salt and if you see yourself you know feeling that way um, then that's something definitely to to check in on because that can be really a hindrance 
to you and establishing a community, finding your people on campus is really helpful, whether these are people in your same major or whether they're people that you just enjoy their mm-hmm. company. Finding, it doesn't have to be a lot of people. Um, really now it's just like two, three, five folks that, that kind of get you, that you can have as a touch point as you go through this um, and you will be there for them and that makes a lot of difference all of the time. So establish community and, and invest the time in, in finding your people uh, the rewards will, will greatly greatly benefit you in many many ways yeah thank you so much for sharing um those final tips uh so for students who would like to get in touch with you maybe just to continue this conversation or just to follow along with what you're doing in your personal career um is there any sort of email or social media or contact info that you would like to share today yeah so my email address is mlimon at hopeborder.org. That's probably the best way. So it's M-L-I-M-O-N at hopeborder.org. And then I am on a variety of social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I believe it's Limon Garza, I believe. I'll have to double check. And then I am on TikTok, but I don't, I don't, I just consume content. I don't create anything. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, Well, it has been a absolute pleasure having you on the show today. I will make sure to leave your contact info in the description box for any listeners who would like to get in touch or follow up with you. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show and being a guest and speaking to us today about, you know, how to really navigate this first really trying decision that we face in our undergraduate career. But thank you much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise. Be well. To everyone else listening, um, thank you for listening and make sure to follow us as well at Coogs Rise on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to stay up to date with all of our episodes and our own tips and tricks for navigating um, the whole world of undergraduate experience. Um, So everyone have a great rest of your day and we will hear from everyone back again on the next episode. Thank you.